When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, welcome to Week 14 edition of Offensive Points Podcast. Go ahead and follow the crew at Semi Pro Fantasy. Follow us at Offensive Points. Get on our live chat Sunday mornings with our sit start advice live. Tweet at us. Do whatever you need to do. Follow Josh at Josh Hall. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor. And follow myself at OP Economist. Guys, we got news. We have daily plays. We have the watch. We have dynasty rankings this week. We've got it all. We got a new intro song. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's played by our very own. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving to the championship as a passholes. Yeah, you bunch of passholes. Passholes. And the evolution of this name has gotten quite uh, intense. Also, can I uh, plug the Dynasty Tailgate podcast that's also on this feed as well? We'll be talking. Dynasty, everything Dynasty coming up here pretty quick. College football season is over on the bowl season. We're going to start talking draft picks. 2022, baby. You mean Trayvon Burks being Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, is the rumor on the street, and Uh, I'm not going to believe it just yet because I don't want to because it hurts me. (laughs) But it might be true based on his stats, but we'll get into that. Hey, uh, Laquan Treadwell is looking pretty good these days for what he was the last couple of years. For the Jaguars of all people. Someone well, had to unlock him. One, yeah, I was about to say one person that you thought was going to unlock him would be Urban Meyer. Now that man knows how to unlock some talent. I'm going to learn that song on my Kalimba. <laughs> I don't think that they'll. I don't think we can get copyrighted if you play it on Kalimba. You know, that's actually true. Honestly, if we all sang the song with the beat in the background, it's considered a remix, and we could have that play 
<laughs> you know, without getting flagged. <laughs> it would not have the same effect, I don't think. It would be funny, but not as funny as just playing the song as it's, you know, recorded. It's true. All right, let's get on some news. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Lot, big news week going on here. So we'll just start at the top. Carolina Panthers fired offensive coordinator Joe Brady. It was stated for the reason being Matt Rule wanted to run 30 to 33 times a game and Brady couldn't find the balance. Was this Joe Brady's fault? Probably. Yeah, no. It's not his fault. Like I, I don't even know what – like this is such a stupid reason to fire him in the first place. He doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. He has had to switch quarterbacks three times already. And his other running back was Chuba Hubbard, which, I mean, Chuba Hubbard's a fine running back, but he's not. He hasn't been. He's not a 30 to 33 time a game running kind of back. And they don't really have anybody else on the roster. That's Amir available. Abdullah is okay. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, If you're adhering to Amir Abdullah. and You know all- why this isn't Joe Brady's fault? Because they signed Sam fucking darnold thinking that they oh this is gonna be this is gonna be it we like it you know we're giving him an obnoxious deal he can't throw the ball and you expect the defense not to get on the running place i mean when you don't have someone that can throw the ball further than 10 yards downfield you're not gonna be able to run the ball effectively and that is what happened here it is not joe brady's fault it is the gm's fault well logically running the ball 30 times sounds nice on paper but it's actually a lot harder to do in a game even if you had christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey wasn't getting more than 20 carries a game i mean it was 22 maybe one game like you would have to have derrick henry he's the one back in the league that can handle that kind of workload maybe jonathan taylor but we haven't or maybe maybe the four eagles running backs you know that would deal yeah, well, I, and that's the thing. If you are going to do that, you need to do what the Eagles did and sign those that amount of running backs. But if you believe it just to Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, there's just no depth you're not behind get there. And Chuba never pulled away to like he had the starting job for what five six weeks and didn't yeah. do anything. With and it, he's so. also a rookie. Like you know, it's hard to put that amount of work on a rookie and expect the results to be like an amazing run game. I mean, it could have happened, but. There's a reason Chuba Hubbard went in like the fourth or fifth round. I can't remember which one, but there's there's a reason for that. I don't know. It's hard to like blame the offensive coordinator, but the offense didn't look good, so I'm not really upset about the firing. Yeah. I suspect, and this isn't a conspiracy corner, but it is close. I suspect that maybe Joe Brady wanted to go back to college, and that's why he chose this job or chose to go. Because why would you fire him seven days into the bye week? instead of just firing him at the beginning of the bye week, you know, did they need an right. answer on Sunday? Like why, why would you need to fire him then when you have a whole, you know, you're supposed to be game planning for the next week during that bye week a little bit. That's fair. Just that's probably what's going on there. Very odd, but I don't know. Matt rule maybe needed a fall guy and maybe Joe Brady was that guy, but let's give Matt rule another year with a, hopefully a quarterback. Well, he can sure build a defense, but that offense is, it's Sam. Is Sam Darnold out like for good? I don't think he's planning on coming back this season. No. Oh, is he? I didn't even know he was out for the season. I mean, that's how much I care about it. Yeah, well, that's how much he cares about offense. He didn't even care to tell or let anybody know. But this all goes back to he should have drafted a quarterback. We all said this during the draft. Or now we're saying it now in week 14. You should have drafted a corner or quarterback. JC Horn was fine before he got hurt. And he probably will be good for years to come, but like you could have had Justin Fields or someone. Exactly. No, they couldn't have. (laughs) 
They could have, but they didn't. And that's fine for you, Joe. I love maybe. it. Maybe. Uh, All right. Maybe. Let's get on to number two. Peter King dropped a line in his Monday morning article about the Eagles potentially drafting a quarterback. Mix that in with Howie Roseman, the GM. Uh, went and watched Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell play in person in November. Josh, are the Eagles drafting a quarterback? Yeah, I don't really understand how this is news. Um, I guess it's just like someone's finally p- writing it down um, because I kind, of, I kind of figured that we were doing that all along. If we don't trade for, you know, Deshaun Watson or one of the big name, whatever, Russell Wilson or something, this was always the play, I think. I mean, whether I'm, Gardner Minshew is fine. Uh, Hertz is fine. I mean, but like they're going to keep draft. I mean, we have three first round picks. This is like probably the first time we've had this in a long time and probably going to be the last time we have it in a long time. So it'd be silly not to draft one of these guys, especially since they're all probably going to go middle first, late, late first, early second. I mean, we have four opportunities to draft one. Why not? Is my logic. So whether or not they start right away, I mean, I think I can agree with that. I mean, the thing is, is like, I still think you could have Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew and build around one of those two and have an incredibly good team with a cheaper quarterback on the roster. But well, well, that's the they thing could is, go this route too. Even if they sign a, or they draft a rookie, the twentieth pick. I mean, yeah, they'll probably get it, be getting paid a little bit of money, but at the same time, no, all three of them don't even equate to some of these quarterbacks' salaries. So, I mean, really, you just get in, you buy yourself another year to figure it out. I think is the logic there. So I, I'm not upset about it. Like, and I, I'll get into it later, but I'm not really upset about the whole Minshew situation. Like everyone, I'm sure the Eagles, lo- Eagles fans loving backup quarterbacks is a thing, but like, this is why you have a good backup quarterback so they can come in and fill in and beat the jets. So, I mean, you know, it's good. We can't it's beat the giants. So at least we could beat the jets. Yeah. Joe, are you talking? Or are you muted? I, I was muted. <laughs> Garner Minshew encapsulates Philly as a whole. He is, I mean, just look at the dude. He looks like he belongs in Philly. Him and Dallas guy no, are walking he looks down like the street. He belongs in, in Florida, no, or or the no, West no, no, no. Coast. I was going to say look, he looks like Philly. Um, he looked awesome in his leather Top Gun jacket, which was dope. <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Yeah, no, I think if you take, um, if you were to take Kenny Pickett and he can do that fake slide like he did the other day and just trip out all the defenders in the league. That would be pretty sweet, but Pickett looks good, man. Yeah, I think the Eagles shoot. have a chance to get him. I think that's the cool thing. Quarterback, if you get a chance to take a quarterback, I think that's the logic, and it was that. That's what's going to happen here. I mean, yeah. it was kind of like the Cowboys fell into Micah Parsons. They didn't really need him, but they grabbed him because that he was there. Yeah, I, I just and I wouldn't say the Bears didn't need Justin Fields, but they were like, we got to go get him now because he's there for some reason. And they yeah, could actually, we, we needed Justin Fields. Well, I'm just saying it was within the means, <laughs> and we literally have three first round draft picks as of next week, hopefully. Um, so I just I don't see why they wouldn't. That's why I don't see this as news. I'm not like amped about it. I think it's a good move, honestly. I, I love Jalen Hurts, I want him to be the guy there, but I'm okay with Minshew. Like, honestly, I have no problem with either one of them starting or Kenny Pickett in the future. Fair enough. All right, on to number three. Big Ben quietly told teammates over the weekend that he'll probably not be returning to the Steelers in 2022. Should another team give him a chance or should he just hang it up? Great, great career, except for the last two years. Bye. You're good. He needs to hang it up. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I could see him going somewhere like, I mean, Houston, right? 
he could go for a year in Houston while they rebuild, but is he going to want to do that after his career? I don't think so. so I was thinking no. Seattle personally. Yeah. That'd be fun, yeah. but he can't throw the ball anymore. Like just he can't, but Seattle the... is screwed since they don't have a first round pick and Russell Wilson's leaving. They'll figure something out. Get him out of the NFL, man. I- I'm sorry, but like, this is two years too late. Like I, I don't, even, I-, I mean, other than the whole, you know, situation that happened with him back in the day, I don't really have a problem with Roethlisberger. I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. Like he was never great. He was very Matt Ryan esque in his prime. Um, but at this point, the last two years as a Steelers fan, I don't know how you could be happy about this. Like just wasting away some of the prime talent on your team. And now like you took Najee Harris's first year out of the league. I mean, obviously he's still got room to grow and whatnot, but Deontay Johnson, I mean, that contract's just going to get more and more expensive over the years coming and, you got a rookie tight end that's doing really well. I mean, you got three solid pieces right there to build around. Grab yourself a quarterback. Yep. And obviously, Clay, I'm not even mentioning Claypool and some of the other guys on the team. So, TJ Watt, the defense. I mean, yeah, like you're wasting that defense. That's what you're really doing. That's where Wilson needs to go. It's possible. We'll he, get did, into that he, here in a minute. Did he say? Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Well, let's in get into that now. Okay. We'll I'll go to that one right now. So, Sources came out today and told Jordan Schultz that Russell Wilson would be strongly considering waiving his no-trade clause for the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, or the New Orleans Saints. Sounds like those are the three that he is considering. There may be other teams out there, but that's just the three that he has mentioned. Um, Of those three, if I could personally say my opinion would be the Giants. They have the most picks to give up, and it's – the most Russell Wilson this place to go since it's somewhere he would want to play. I I don't get it personally. I think he would make the Giants good, and this isn't even me. Just I mean, Broncos is the best situation. The Broncos, Broncos is the, the best, best situation weapons. all around. You have young guys who are locked up for a long time. I think Sutton's locked up for the next three years. Judy's got two, three years. Javante's on his rookie contract right now. Like that's the best situation. Fant's there for another four years or whatever it is. Like you have three, four years to build something and you can build around that even i mean even giving up these picks you come into a good situation. i think pittsburgh is a better situation than denver even though it wasn't mentioned yeah i don't I mean, understand i mean i think the three teams i think so too but he might just not want to play in pittsburgh no i mean giants make sense you know sierra wants to go it's that's, the first that's the largest market in sports so that would be the career decision to go there but mm-hmm. you know it new orleans be- endeavor would be cool it would be good for New York City as a whole because they haven't had a good roster since Eli's left. But, now, if if Russell went to New Orleans, you could see Michael Thomas staying there. Um, could I, who knows what he's thinking right now? Yeah, I mean, you'd almost have to guarantee that he would be there. For Russell, would think so. I would think Russell there. would have to talk to him before he went. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because that's the thing that doesn't get me about the Saints is he's got no weapons to throw to. And really, for his whole career, he, for first part of his career, he had no one to throw to. He had to make people up, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. Doug Baldwin, no offense, it wasn't a good receiver if it wasn't for Russell Wilson. It's a Jordy right. Nelson situation. Plus, I'm pretty sure, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Saints are in like cap hell for next season. Yeah. So I don't know what they would have to do to match that contract. I don't know if they maybe they over don't a bit. extend Taysom Hill to an obnoxious fucking deal. <clears throat> well, that would be the ideal thing to do, Joe. But so listen flip here, Taysom Hill to <laughs> Seattle. Could oh you imagine God. Taysom Hill Sean trying Payton. to throw? Well, to... Sean Payton would be going to Seattle. It'd be a coach and a quarterback leaving. Can you time. trade coaches? Uh, yeah, it's happened before. John Gruden got traded. No, to that's the Bucks. true. I mean, it's not 
ideal. But what do you think we could get for Nagy, like a fifth rounder? <laughs> I don't no. think so. I think you get a washing machine. <laughs> yep, and not a good machine. one either. One of the ones yep. that wobbles a little it bit. It has to rattle. High yep. speed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get your colos quite clean enough. That is the kind yeah. of washing machine. But anyway, we'll see what Russell Wilson decides. I think this offseason is going to be fascinating for quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, it's going to be one of the weird ones. because Russell Wilson, Deshaun, and uh, – Aaron Rodgers, all probably swapping places. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not even like Gardner Minshew has – he should at least be in the running to get a job. If they're willing to give Teddy Bridgewater a starting job in the NFL, Gardner Minshew can can get a starting job in the NFL. I was shocked that the Eagles swooped him up so easily. I I thought – Pittsburgh, yeah. what the fuck are you all doing? Like, what, there what are you was waiting on? so many teams, and we see it now, especially after the season's been going on. Like, there's so many teams that could have used them. I don't understand. Panthers, like, yeah, there's just there's so many teams that could have. People believed them. so hard in their people. Like, the Eagles were like, I don't know, we don't know what we got. Let's grab another one. Mm-hmm. I actually do like that. That's one thing that Howie Roseman's good at. That's one thing the NFL can take from us fantasy folks is you constantly churn your roster. Well, if it's you not have working, someone you're not going to use pick someone else up i don't i don't understand that i would say if it's not working just keep trying something the problem is trading is so stupid in the nfl you literally get the worst value for these players unless you're jamal adams you get two three first round picks but like what happened to player for player swaps i feel like that never happens anymore it's definitely harder to do for sure like i get there's contract Um, issues and stuff like that but most teams that trade players and get draft picks are aren't like cap strapped or anything either. I mean, there are some obviously, but I don't understand why you can't trade Derrick Henry for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess DeAndre Hopkins got traded for David Johnson, but at the, oh, that's fair. That was a bad, it was example. a couple of years too late um, for that to be a big deal. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins oh, and uh, getting traded for David Johnson, how about that Zach Cunningham nonsense? Yeah, so that's, yeah that's, our, that that's our last story. Uh, Zach Cunningham, after signing wow. an extension this offseason, uh, got cut by the Texans for disciplinary reasoning. I um, think we can all agree on Houston. There is one player on the team that not being cut for disciplinary reasons seems a little interesting, but Zach Cunningham is the one that gets cut. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, I, I just I guess I don't really get it because he's – the real only player on their defense. I mean, well, they're I mean, finding that Hill's been filling yeah, I was about to say Crugier Hill's been killing it. But other than that, yeah. I mean, killing it in a fantasy sense, though. It's not like he's doing a good job in regular sense. You know what I mean? 19 tackles last week. Yeah, because the team sucks. And I honestly, there's a lot of like line, like Alex Singleton's the perfect example of this. He was doing a terrible job, got benched because of his performances, but he was getting 12 tackles a game doesn't make well, him I mean, good. I think that's the problem is that Cunningham here is that he was getting a lot of tackles that he led the league in tackles last season. And this year, just having that amount of tackles is not going to keep your spot on the team. Here's the, here's the thing with this. I mean, this obviously isn't new to this year that he's having disciplinary issues. It's Maybe not. it is. It's not. But he, they signed him and they let DeAndre hop. They traded DeAndre Hopkins and then extended Zach Cunningham. Now they're eating $12 million of his salary. It's a bad a dead look. cap. You could have had DeAndre Hopkins still. I, yeah. Uh, well, I don't me. think Hopkins wanted to be there anymore. And the coach or yeah, Bill O'Brien thought he was just better than everything there. How'd that work out for him? 
Yeah, he well, I mean, he works for Alabama. <laughs> he works for Alabama, so I guess he's going through that car wash right now. But anywho, yeah, kind of a weird situation there that we won't get into as far as the other part of their disciplinary reasoning, but it is what it is. All right, let's get on to the one minute uh recaps of our teams. Um, I'll I'll go first, actually. Well, you had an easy one. Yeah, so the Browns where, had a where buy. were they vacationing at? The Browns had a buy. I wish I could have found more of what was going on because I tried to follow their Instagrams all week and stuff, but nothing. Nobody was doing anything. I saw a couple of charity drives that they attended, and that was about it. Hey, that's good. No Dude, news is good news, man. No, no true. news is good news other than uh, Kareem Hunt said he wanted to play with uh, uh, Nick Chubb on the field at the same time, and Stefanski came out and said, we will do it only if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we'll see if that yeah. makes sense. It makes sense to me. Makes sense to a lot of people, but we'll see. Joe? Yeah, oh, you want me to talk about it. my Bears? Yeah. yeah, have at it. Bears right, are great this uh, weekend. It was, you know, we got to see the, the Chicago weather right there on the lakefront. We had some snow, some rain, some cold weather, some wind. And we saw Andy Dalton, QB1, he's back. He threw four fucking interceptions um, right to Arizona. Kyler Murray walks all over us. Um, it was a very non-competitive game. The score was kind of misleading. It was 33 to 22. Made it look like we made it a game. We did not whatsoever. And that is just way too common of a theme with this team. Um, Nagy needs to be fired. But Jakeem Grant is a new treat, Cohen. He played 50% of the snaps last week. Keep an eye out on him in deeper leagues. That's all I got. I love how you said he threw to Arizona and like some of those throws were like legitimately just like right to, to the defender. Like, right, right to him. him. Like nobody yeah. even in sight, like no, no orange jerseys. And you guys were wearing the bright orange too. So yeah, it's not like you couldn't see. Was... Should have been easier to see. Um, also Cardinals Montgomery. Yeah. Cardinals do look good, but oh, yeah. they David Montgomery actually, looked you know, honestly the Cardinals didn't even really do anything and they didn't have to because no. Andy Dalton handed them the ball every time they like, oh, Okay. Kyler Murray did nothing. Hopkins caught that one touchdown. That was about it. And James Conner walked into the end zone a couple times. Or yeah, sadly, time. the only reason we use Montgomery is because of the weather. Because if it hadn't been raining, they would have ran him five times in the first half and then two in the second half. It's true. And it would have looked even worse. But. No, Montgomery looked phenomenal, although he is out with various issues, which is a great quote. I, re- I really I got a good chuckle out of that one. No. Uh, anyway. On to uh, the Eagles. Uh, Gardner F and Minshew, man. And the F stands for Florida, man. Just letting you guys know. Uh, he looked terrific in his first start. Um, I, I mean, it was the Jets, so his perfect QB rating for most of the game kind of shows how he plays. So take it with a grain of salt with the Jets. But Minshew also did unlock Goddard, someone that they kind of have just kind of forgotten about. So taking a back backseat to the mustache man himself, uh, Hertz is uh, probably feeling it a little bit, but the backfield was phenomenal without Howard and not using Boston Scott for awesome reasons. Miles Sanders finally got that workload we just dreamed of for him, 26 carries, and he ended up with exactly five yards per carry. Why did it take so long? Uh, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like almost like we could have just been doing this all year. <laughs> uh, the The defense was a little concerning, letting up quick touchdowns, but that did level out at the end, and it's a great game all around, and now we just take a break and look forward to sealing our fate against Washington in the coming weeks and 
And I can't, I really can't wait for these next couple weeks, although I haven't seen much yet, but the Minshew hurts debate is going to be a real thing because Philly loves them a backup. So, and personally, I'm cool with either one. It's hurts first in my opinion, but if he plays bad, I'm down for the poll and putting Minshew in mid game. Okay. I mean, Hey, as long as y'all stay in the hunt, Minshew is Philly, man. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm super Switzerland or however you spell that um on on this division or the, these two this quarterback debate because i think Hertz should have the first crack at it but like he hasn't played that well and Minshew did play well i mean it was the jets so you have to take that the grain of salt but if hertz goes out there and throws two interceptions in the first half i am super cool with putting Minshew in even if it is just for that game or even for a drive and say Minshew throws an interception like i fucking put hertz back in i know that nobody ever does that but like why not? Like you have two great quarterbacks. I mean, if one if one messes up, put the other one in. I mean, you're not wrong. And I mean, they could always use Jalen Hurts in the uh, Taysom Wildcat. Hill role. Yeah, kind of like what we did when we first had him. I mean, we started off with that Taysom Hill role with him. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well, he's good week. I didn't have to talk about my Browns, so I'm pretty happy about that. Playing Baltimore next week, so. Well, I unfortunately won't Chalking be able to talk about my Eagles next week, and I'm a little upset about it. And then I'll come back. Oh, no, it's a bye week. It's perfect. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought you planned it that way. Yeah, planned around the Eagles bye. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're going on vacation with the Eagles. All right, let's get on to the main topic of the day. So we are going to talk dynasty rankings for running backs and wide receivers going into 2022. So this is not redraft rankings. This is not where we would have players – that you're going to draft in your redraft leagues. But if you were in a dynasty league, this is for you specifically uh, trying to get you ready to understand what the value might be for these players going into next season. So we'll start at the running backs and these are our consensus rankings. We had three separate rankings. We pulled them together and this is what came out. So we'll just start with the top five and then we'll go to the next five after that or six after that. Cause there's 11. Um, Running backs, number one is Jonathan Taylor. The undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Not wrong. Number two, Najee Harris. DeAndre Swift. Number four, Javante Williams. Number five, Christian McCaffrey. All right, boys. So I think we would the most one we'd have to explain out of this is Javante Williams. I think that's what do you have to explain? So I think a lot of people, when they see Javante Williams, they, although he was the RB one last week in his first week with the full workload, he had, he had, he was the RB one in fantasy. So that should explain everything. Um, But I think people might be a little on the fence. Like, Hey, you know, he's just, he's only had one week of. So the problem work. So my argument here would be that he hasn't had just one week. This wasn't week one and he had a burst and we were like all of a sudden crowning him King. You know what I mean? So this was a first time having the full role. He has made very many uh, multiple splashy plays throughout the year, had very good games as a literal split backfield, like 11 carries a game. And he finally gets the opportunity to do it. And I think the thing we're most excited about here is knowing that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, one of these big quarterbacks is going to Denver next year. Most likely. I mean, obviously we don't know that for a fact. So I think that in itself, I mean, look what Aaron Jones did personally. I'm not a huge Aaron Jones fan. I don't, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think it's a Aaron Rodgers is great and he's a good running back. So therefore they work together. So, and Melvin Gordon's deal is up. So 
I'm excited about it, especially if Gordon leaves this backfield eventually, which is what is probably going to happen. Yeah, um, I mean, so- you, you bring up a good point about the quarterback next year. But even if they don't land one of these guys and they do go with a rookie or bring somebody else in, that team is solid. And Javante Williams has forced the most tackles of anyone in the NFL. And he did the same thing in college when he played. So he's super elusive. Given the workload, he looks awesome. He catches the ball. He really does everything. I mean, I could argue putting him above DeAndre Swift in this list to make him number three, um, honestly, because he just he passes the eye test. He's got the skills, and now he's starting to get the opportunity. I think what we saw last week is what we're going to see for five, six, seven years in the future here. So, he so has see- the same. He's the same age as Jonathan Taylor as well. So he's got the same amount of time to work. Well, that's Jonathan the thing. Taylor. These are dynasty rankings. So we started off with two-year back Jonathan <clears throat> Taylor, rookie Najee Harris, two-year back Swift, rookie Javante Williams. I mean, the, these are the future to come. The dinosaur Christian McCaffrey. All right, so timeout. I, I actually have a thing. I'll let Billy talk because he hasn't had a chance to really weigh in on any of these guys yet. But I have Christian McCaffrey as number two. And this is the reason – well, not really. I guess Najee Harris is still my third, so Najee Harris would still be at two. But – it, I personally believe it's a bummer how many injuries he has had these last two years. I literally owned him in a league for two years, and it's rough. I'm not going to lie. But when he has played, he has been truly elite. So that I think that's the thing that separates him from the Saquon Barkleys, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Alvin Kamara's even. Well, Alvin Kamara's done all right. But I feel like at this point, it's just, it's just built different. You know what I mean? Like when he's out there, it's 25 points. It's, it doesn't, I, I get the injuries suck. Like, obviously we're all hoping for health here, but like his worst game of the year when he wasn't injured this year, he still had a hundred yards and it was like 18 fantasy points or something. Like, it, I mean, I don't think it's fair to, and he's only 26, I believe. So it's not like he's old. I get the injuries, but these aren't neat. This isn't a torn ACL. I mean, I get it. Soft tissue injuries, it's ankle and stuff like that, which aren't good by any means, but it's not torn ACL. It's not Achilles. It's not anything big. Obviously it sucks for any McCaffrey owners and everything, but I just, I don't think it's fair not to rank him in the top five. So this, this is the reason I, and I had him at the five and the reasoning that I had him in the top five was a, when he is playing, yes, he is a top five fan. Most of the time, top one or two fantasy asset. My problems with him are if you're in dynasty, now's the time to maximize what you're going to sell him for, because I don't think he, the price is going to go back. I, don't, I It may go back up a little bit, but it's not going to go back up to where it was like two years ago. With the injuries piling up, you've got two years worth of injuries now, which you're going to have to sell someone on. And then past that, he's 26. They cannot keep him at the same workload that he's been working with these past couple of years. If they're going to savor him not getting injured, there's just no way to keep him at the same usage that he's been having and have him consistently remain as the number one running back. The two cannot can't work because one of these times – we're just going to wait for the injury to happen yet again. And for this sucks for the trade for McCaffrey. I disagree. I don't think now's the time because he's injured and he's out for the year. I think, well, no, but before next time is no, no, the time is be a good time to buy him week four week four. After he had 24, 25 point games, you're like, he's back. And then you like get rid of him and he gets hurt again. And you just have value will never go up. 
Like that, yeah, that would be. I, it. I think that's the big thing. I mean, with Christian McCaffrey and his injuries, you would almost rather, and I don't wish this on anyone, but you'd almost rather he would have had an ACL injury because we've seen this repeatedly when these guys get these soft tissue injuries, they just keep happening and keep happening and they don't get any better. So you can blame the training staff or whatever it is, but it seems like once you tweak a hamstring, that's pretty much what you're going to keep doing every single year. Well, with that one, the good and, news for McCaffrey is here is this ankle injury is supposed to be healed in like five weeks. Yeah. So he it's has good, all but then like exactly. But then like we go through this entire off season and then game three into the season, he's headed to the locker room. He might be out a week and then you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And that's when it starts to get frustrating. I don't so know, that's I the only reason I have him ranked. I mean, it's still top five, so it's not like we've sold him like completely. It's just these other guys. It's might be their time to take him take over for him. Yeah, I disagree. I think Christian McCaffrey is number one next year. I think he, he might be, but here's the thing: if you took him number one this year, your season's over. If you took him number one last year, your season was over. Like, true. Well, if you drafted better, and if you have right. a keeper league, yeah, that yeah, also can fair. that also can help. And you, you have another, you have two other people in the top six here. Yeah, exactly. Fair. But like this year, I drafted Christian McCaffrey in the league. I'm not going to make the playoffs. Like, it's just. Is yeah. what it is. Like I think a lot of the frustrating thing about Christian McCaffrey is the coaching staff too. I mean, like they keep saying, "Oh, he was injured, and you know he'll be back in a week or two. and then they put him on IR, and it's just like you're not managing your players properly if this is happening. And two, the writing was kind of on the wall when they drafted Hubbard. I mean, they clearly want to invest in someone to work in tandem with McCaffrey. Had Chuba Hubbard came out and looked like, let's say Javante Williams or something. I think you have a problem on your hands. So I could see him drafting another back next year and investing in that. And then that could be even worse for McCaffrey, but I agree. Okay. Let's get on to the next six. Actually, real quick. I I got got some, I got someone to touch on here and I want to talk about why I have Christian McCaffrey over Najee Harris. Cause I I just feel like it needs to be touched on. Um, So I think it's just too early for it right now. Uh, logically, I mean, this team is just so bad Pittsburgh. That is, um, I just feel like, I mean, hopefully the change will come when the change of QB happens, but as of right now, he's not doing anything with the volume that he's getting. Like he's, he's getting the McCaffrey level volume, but he's not actually doing anything with it. He's still only getting, you know, 20 fantasy points on 30 carries or whatever, or catches really. And if it weren't for PPR, honestly, that hurts a lot bad. If you're in a non PPR league, like not even half point, I don't know. I just hopefully this doesn't turn into a Barkley type future. I'm not saying like, but he, his running game on the, on the, like, obviously the pass catching has been like a nice little bonus and surprise. Cause I don't think anyone really expected that from him, but the running has not looked good. And I mean, hopefully that's just a QB situation and them not being able to throw the ball, but you can't, I, I'm not, that's why I didn't put him at two. And that's why otherwise McCaffrey would have been at three. If he's actually running the ball. Cause I think everyone knows what talent Najee Harris has. It's just in my eyes, he's really not had that good of a year. I think he's running back nine or 10 right now. I don't think you're wrong. I just think next year they fix the O-line. I, I get, I get that's it. That's they didn't, line do. That's, they didn't do that this year. I still put him at three. You know what I mean? Like I'm not telling you, I hate fucking. Now that Najee run Harris. he had last week against Baltimore was just, he was a man among boys on that thing. Like he was just running people over. Um, yeah, I think it's the quarterback in the line. It's brighter days are ahead for him. I just, you gotta think, you gotta be thinking year. about it is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I will say this, if they don't fix the O-line in the off season, he would come down in my rankings, not a bunch, but 
a couple of spots because if they're not going to invest in the running game, then like, what are we doing here? Like, why am I going to put I him up there? I think Swift they, could arguably be above him because Swift's role is not going to change next year, even if they get better. The only problem with Swift is they will not just give him the ball. Yeah. I mean, we saw the one game, the couple of games where Williams was out. I mean, Swift had the 70 yard touchdown. I mean, he looks like a monster out there, mm-hmm. but they're always putting Williams in there or Jefferson or something and splitting the touches. I don't, I don't like Jimmer Jefferson. Jimmer. Yeah. Okay. On to the next six. So number six, Alvin Kamara, seven, Saquon Barkley, eight, Austin Eckler, nine, Joe Mixon, 10, Nick Chubb, and then our honorary 11th is Dalvin Cook. And my apologies, our honorary 12th is Derrick Henry. Honorary 12th is Derrick Henry. This man needs to be higher, personally. I, I had an argument to try to swap him out for Barkley, but I was silenced. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's. See. I don't, where do you even start? Because there's a lot going on on this this back half of the, of the first. Um, let's just start. Let's start with Derrick Henry, why he's not on here and why we're having to add him at 12. Derrick Henry is a, a, a alien playing football like we all understand that and next year he will have an rb top three season guaranteed he's still the rb like seven going into week 14 no, th- man three i believe i think no i think two people oh maybe it was rushing yards it was rushing yards he's the, he has the third most rushing yards still yeah so going into this week he's like rb seven on the season still and he only he hasn't played in six weeks so I, I, there's something to be said about that it's just in three years, there's no shot that Derrick Henry is going to be the same back. I, I cannot believe that. So it's hard for me to tell someone, hey, go invest a lot of draft capital. Unless you're in win-now mode, a lot of, like you know, give up young players and draft capital to acquire him, knowing that he could only have two seasons worth of value left. I personally don't think any of these people are worth, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're great players, but I don't think they're worth buying because the price tag you're paying. Like, I mean, look at, look at Hunter in our, our league. I mean, he paid what three first round picks for Christian McCaffrey. And where's he sitting now? I mean, number he's one. fine. He's fine. Let's say number but one. I'm just saying doesn't have Christian McCaffrey though. Probably he does not. not. He does not. But at the same time, like if he had a Christian McCaffrey, his team would be. You know, yeah, obviously. But you know, his team was already good as my logic is build on what you have instead of I trade for the lower ends in general. That's another conversation. All right. So my thing with running back specifically with dynasty players in general, we all remember getting that Ticonderoga pencil in grade school. And you start writing with it. What? Is that how you say that? Yeah. You start writing with it and you got to go sharpen it again. Right. And you keep writing with it. And before you know it, the pencil's done. There's very little pencil left. That's how these running backs are. And, and Derrick Henry, no one's had more touches than him, ran his ass. Now, it kills me they didn't use him when they had uh, DeMarco Murray on the team at all. But they didn't use him, and he's got all this tread on his tires now because they're giving him the ball 35 times a game. And the thing that really scares me about Derrick Henry is he's a really big dude, and that foot, that broken bone in his foot, I don't think he's ever going to be the same after that because his feet still have to support him and trying to make those cuts and everything. That's what scares me about it. It's possible. It's possible. And I, I see why, you know, he needs to be on here because he still is, could win you a league next year. Let's not yeah. get ourselves. So it's not like he isn't, you know, in redraft, he'll be a top five back for sure. And top probably three. number one. I, I mean, say. let's be honest, probably number one. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has an argument, but. I think it's him and Taylor. Is the it's, conversation. 
it's still going to be Derek Henry up there too. So going on the rest of this list, um, I per, like I'll make my case for Nick Chubb. I actually had him at number three in my rankings, which seems kind of crazy. But if they don't have Kareem, I mean, I know they're going to have Kareem Hunt for one more year. But if they don't have Kareem Hunt after next year, and you have Nick Chubb have all of the work, I think there's a good chance that for two years he might be, you know, a top five back based on workload. If they don't have another running runner come in you know, to help him. Cause if they just have like Dearness Johnson or something, I think they're going to stick more with Nick Chubb than they would with Kareem hunt. So you're going to have a split workload next year, which Nick Chubb's been fine working through that in the past is still being a top RB one. But if he, in the future doesn't have Kareem hunt, you know, unlocks more workload. I think you have a better chance to get him up into that top five running well, backs. I, I agree. I do think Chubb should be a little bit higher, at least a couple slots. Uh, I'd gladly swap him with Saquon Barkley. I had him at s- no, Joe had him at six. I had him at seven. So I mean, we're not, you know, it was it was in there. Uh, but my, my my logic here is Chubb eventually Hunt's going to leave, and this situation was already weird. The fact that they got Hunt and everything. So the problem is, is who comes in after because. Baker's probably there for, I don't know, life, long time at least. And Baker's not the best thrower. So they're going to need to run the ball a lot. And it's almost showed that, like, with his injuries this year, I mean, the two running back system works. So most likely they're going to bring in someone, whether it's a rookie or whether it's a someone who didn't have a chance, like a Lindsey or something on another team or some sort of pass catching back. But it won't be a Kareem Hunt. It That's won't be. It Kareem won't Hunt's be. a running back one who's been relegated to a running I like back Nick two Chubb. role. I, I like Nick Chubb a lot. I just in Dynasty, I think this spot fits for him. Yeah. Nick Chubb's one of the best pure runners in football, but it's the opportunity, man. Even when Hunt wasn't in there, they had Felton in there, they had Dearness Johnson in there. They didn't just give Chubb the ball. So that's what's worrisome about that. Yeah, I'm I just think, the I just think with the play that. the playbook being the and, way it is now, you'd have to make new schemes for Demetric running Felton. Back. actually Demetric Felton's going to be the number two I don't know what I'm talking about two years from now is going to be great probably so I'm tired of the Saquon hate oh I'll, I'll get into that you want to get into Saquon yeah. have, have the Saquon all right so I just feel like he's too high on this list I have him outside my top 10 I I just think we we learned what Saquon was and this isn't even due to his injuries like you know what I mean his injuries are have been a problem as they are but when he's on the field even without the injuries he doesn't look good like look at kamara look at mccaffrey look at zeke well maybe not zeke um look at cook all three of them when they're actually on the field they look good what has saquon done this year that's looked good Nothing this year, but he's coming off of an ACL tear, and he's had some really bad matchups, and that whole team is dysfunctional. They can't even get a, they I can't just, even get Galladay going. They do have the worst O line in the league, but the problem is if you draft Saquon number four overall, that O line shouldn't matter. Or I mean, that's just the way that I would view him. I mean, you his, draft Derek Henry his that sophomore high, year he got injured. His rookie year, I think he actually played a full year. Yeah, he, he played a full year his rookie year. Then he tore his ACL, and then this year he's battled injuries that aren't even related. He had one good game, and honestly, it was touchdown-driven. I mean, without those touchdowns, like I still only 120 yards in his best game this year. I'm saying this year is a complete wash for Barkley. 
just in general, coming off the injury, all that stuff. Well, this okay, let's let's take it to week one against Pittsburgh. Are we okay with First that? game back off an ACL. Team. No, 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 no. Of of la- the year before. Okay. Fifteen attempts for six yards. Yeah. That was before the ACL injury. I just there's been too many bad with the good to put him in the top five. I personally think he should be at ten. And honestly, I don't I don't like the I don't like the buy anymore. Maybe Did anyone just have him in a top five? Um you had him at four. Okay. Well, I had him in the top five, but to say he's off your top ten list completely, I think is an oversight on your part because I put him at twelve under ready. Cook and Mixon. I put him at eight under Mixon. No. Eckler's above him. Chubb's I feel like above him. Derek Henry's like above him. Eight's about about right, honestly. I just feel like the tread is too much. It's going to be a girly, not a girly situation because he can earn his way back. I mean, that's the thing. He can he earn might. his way back, but it's just right that now going into next season. Fire. Jeez. Okay. Well, I, I understand that your Giants hate over here. No, I don't even hate the Giants. I actually want them to at least have a decent team. They have a lot of players that I like on their team. Sterling Shepard, Galladay. I don't even really hate Daniel Jones. I just know he's not good. Fair enough. Okay. Well, to clean up this conversation, Dalvin Cook being 11, I will just mention I did not even rank Dalvin Cook. Um, and that's purely because I don't know what his situation is going to look like in the offseason. And if whatever ends up happening with his legal situation comes to fruition, he might not even be worth having on your roster based on. I put him at happen. 11 just because of his injury concern. I didn't even think about his legal situation. I just, I feel I like just, I just, I hate when there's a lingering legal situation that gets taken care of in the off season, because then it might end up taking him out for quite a bit of next year. And I just, with good faith, can't tell people to go get or want Dalvin cook as a top running back based on not knowing if he's even going to play for I f- I feel like Cook is what uh what Chubb was this year that like 10th pick that nobody wanted you know what I mean like 10th pick in the draft like right around there that's about the time for him and like in dynasty I think that's where he's at because fair enough I'd rather have a mix in Javante Eckler Kamara's you know obviously the, the big names All right well let's let's Go through our wide receivers. I think there's a little less controversy in this one. Um, these seem pretty straightforward, but we can still discuss some of the big names. So the top five for wide receivers in Dynasty going into 2022, number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, C.D. Lamb. Three, Tyreek Hill. Four, Jamar Chase. And five, A.J. Brown. Personally, that that looks great to me. I maybe put Jamar Chase above Tyreek Hill, but other than that, that's just... That's my fault. We're splitting hairs. I mean, but the, the, the thing is, we're just splitting hairs. Yeah. I had a, I had a hard time with this one because I was going through it. Um, so Tyree Kill and Devonta Adams, who's later on our list, um, both about the same age, you know, 28. Mm-hmm. on here at 27. With how Tyreek and how defenses are starting to play them, plus the cracks in the armor for KC, could you not see Devonta Adams being more valuable than Tyreek Kill? Here's the, so, Joe, here's the thing, Joe. Where is he going to play next season? So that's my problem with Devontae, and that's why he's low on my list. If he chooses the money and he goes play with, like, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, wherever he is. You have Tyreek no. Hill higher than Devontae Adams, though. I know. Joe. I was just bringing up well, my thought process here. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, that's the only reason I don't. Because I just 
don't know where he's going to play next season and who yeah. the quarterback's going to be. I actually want to downgrade Devontae because I'm not saying he's Jordy Nelson because I don't think that anyone's that kind of situation is going to happen again, especially with an elite player like him. He is good. But like, let's just say he goes to Carolina and plays with Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's so many. Obviously, he's probably not going to choose that life. But, dude, I don't know. Like, what if he chooses backs the wrong horse? What if he goes to Tennessee and plays with Tannehill and he's got A.J. Brown there? You know what I mean? Like, Let's say they ship Godwin off and bring him in. He's playing with Brady. absolutely like, see, like see that immediately would be, pump that, up, yeah, but that would be him moving up no, or go to like up. wherever Russell Wilson goes or something. Yeah. Or but if he chooses Robert. like Chicago, which I hey. doubt he would, but if he chooses Chicago, <laughs> Justin Fields, we don't know what that means yet. He'd be top one of all time, dude. He could, but we don't know what that means yet. No, no. I like, I, I mean, Tyree Kill being where I have him at this list, the skill sets there, the quarterbacks there, everything's there. So I just wanted to bring that up. No, fair enough. It's just like this is not controversial. Just Jefferson just looks like a man among boys out there. We're all pretty much in agreement with CD being at two yeah, and three. CD's skills are just unmatched. I mean, so maybe AJ Brown you could have some quarrel with, but like he's a freak of nature. Absolutely athlete. freak. No, so we all have him pretty equal, five, six, six. Yeah, so it's not even like that's not even. So maybe the next five, maybe we can get a little right. bit more of a discussion. Now let me go ahead and get into Jamar Chase because I, I actually have him significantly lower than you guys. So, and I'm not low on him because of his recent struggles or anything like that. I'm really low on him because of his competition, i.e. Higgins. I think th- this isn't a slight at Chase. He's still in my top ten. I just feel like obviously Boyd might be gone soon. I don't know what his contract situation is. But Higgins isn't going anywhere. And I feel like people forget how good Higgins is because of Chase going there. Like obviously Chase was a seventh round or seventh pick in the draft or sixth pick in the draft. And I'm not saying that Chase isn't even better than him or won't be better with time, but I think this is more of like a Godwin Evans situation. And spoiler alert, neither of those are in our top ten. Godwin almost made it, but I think either could be if like Mike got Mike Evans and Godwin, if it was just one of them on a team. I feel like either one of them. And then you add in Brady and, or uh, freaking Antonio Brown and Gronkowski. You know what I mean, and then you got Mixon and you got, you know, Boyd here. So I just feel like chase has the potential to be in that. I just, I'm not ready to sell him to the top of the hill at number two. You know what I mean? I just, I, I get, I get what your thought is. My only thought would be like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They've, we're just fine this season. Um, but Thielen's Thielen but just digs when they were both playing together. They both did fine. But Thielen's just not the, like elite. Like Thielen's just good. He has been. He's been good. He's he had good years, but the I don't think five he, wide receiver. Sometimes. Yeah, he has been. I'm not saying he is though. You know what I mean? He's not but a top what, five. So you, so neither of these wide receivers could, in your opinion, could be top five based on. No, no, no. I, I, I already said that this wasn't a slight. I'm just saying I don't. Well, no, I but just, like what? Like why would you? Why can both Diggs and Thielen be top five wide receiver or top ten wide receivers in the same year? But just or. Jamar Chase I, and we're talking about dynasty. We're talking about the future. I wouldn't have put both of them. I get it, but then. they're both 22. One's 21, one's 22. Like they got plenty of years to figure this out. I just, I, I why is Higgins not in the lineup then? Why isn't Higgins? Well, on I, he, I had him in my top 15. Nobody else did. That is true. He is the same um, age. I yeah, actually, I pointed out. Chase has been struggling a bit. He had a couple big plays, but other than uh, those big, those big 60 yarders, like he's been just okay. Like 
he's been good. I mean, it's not, it's just not Justin Jefferson. It's not DK Metcalf in yeah. last year, not this year, obviously. Fair enough. I, I, I will disagree, but fair enough. I, I, if I see a rookie do a 200 yard receiving game against the Baltimore Ravens and Marlon Humphrey, I'm going to have to say, damn. But to be fair, good. Justin Jefferson this year did that last year and he would looked phenomenal last year, but still people were selling him short. Obviously they were wrong, but like, and I, and I, like I said, I might be wrong. I just, I'm not ready to put him in the number two spot yet. Yeah. Fair enough. I can see. I think, I think Higgins and chase over time will actually help each other. Cause they complement each other really well. Um, you have to imagine, I mean, Burrow's going to keep throwing the ball. He looks great throwing the ball. They're going to invest in the line. So I think good. I think top 15 for both of them. Maybe that was an oversight on my part, not having him in there. But I, I like Chase and Higgins there. Me too. I, like I agree. Right. I actually would like Higgins at like number 13 or something right now. Yeah. Back half of the top 10, Cooper Cup at number six, seven, Devo Samuel, eight, DK Metcalf, nine, Devontae Adams, 10, Terry McLaurin. Actually, other than DK Metcalf, do not have a problem with this list. This back half. All right, all right, all right. So this is my thing. I I rank DK Metcalf too. I think you think DK Metcalf is way better than DK Metcalf. Okay, time out, time out, time out, time This year's basically a wash. I think we can all agree he had (laughs) no quarterback, and even as Russell Wilson's come back, it's been bad. He was okay to start. Except for Tyler Lockett, but other than Tyler Lockett, yeah. All right, Lockett works. All right, Metcalf is an elite talent. Lockett clearly only works with Wilson. Put Lockett on another team. I'd love to see someone actually unlock him. <laughs> so, okay. So my thing about DK is talent alone. So, I, I mean, this is a lost season all around. I just feel like depending on what quarterback comes in, it should make for an explosive workload just right out the gate. Because, I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers going to Seattle. Tell me him and fucking DK Metcalf wouldn't explode. Tell me a rookie quarterback isn't going to throw the ball up like to DeAndre Hopkins situation with DK Metcalf. I feel like I'm high on him. I get it. I'll, 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 I just, I'll I, I that think one. that I, I somewhat agree, but then I think, man, Russell Wilson didn't target him for three whole quarters of a football game when they were losing. Russell Wilson is out the door, dog. And also has a broken. Okay, so like, well, he's just not going to throw to him for three quarters I because don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying. Just next doesn't year, like him. Like next I don't year, understand. DK Metcalf, top five wide receiver. Okay, I disagree. Fireball. Other, yes, I will take next. That. Uh, next year, 2022 fireball. 2022 bet. and 2023 January is when we're taking this one. Yeah. Well, maybe. All right. Just so whatever week 17 is. 18. I'm pretty high on DK Metcalf myself um, on here. The problem with DK is he's kind of a one trick pony. I mean, he's a big, fast dude. It's you could, Josh, you said with Hopkins, like if a rookie came in, Hopkins is really good at running routes, those 50 50 balls. I mean, he's one of the best in the game to ever do it. So that makes sense. The problem is like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, they can make the throws to DK Metcalf, the down the sideline kind of really tight window throws there. Question is who is his quarterback is going to be, and that's why I'm a little bit lower on him, but I'm still high on his talent. I mean, the dude, crazy talented. I get what you're saying there, but like, do you think that this is maybe the coaching staff? Have you ever seen a ball to DK Metcalf that wasn't just a little quick dump or a jump ball down the sideline? Because I mean, why is he not running normal routes? It's not because of his route running. 
Well, he pretty much only ran deep. That's what Seattle does. That's literally the same thing Lockett does. He just runs a slant across the middle and DK runs the deep ball. Like that's literally Seattle's playbook. I don't know why Seattle, maybe I guess this is why Seattle's not doing well right now. Obviously, yeah. Russell Wilson being out for four weeks probably didn't help. I mean, but... shit, if we can figure this out, you'd imagine the just, defensive coordinator can. I, I just feel like they're not using him correctly. And, I mean, think about him in, like, that Allen Robinson role where he runs a, a quick out and, like, out towards the sideline or out towards the middle or, like, has versatility. And I, I agree. I don't think he they utilize him the right way. So. I just, I've never seen DK really be that 50-50 guy. Like, Robinson and Hopkins are 50-50 guys 100%, but – Metcalf, even for his size, though, I mean, they really only use him as a deep threat, and they haven't used him as a 50-50 receiver, so it'd be interesting to see see what would happen. I think the talent's there, is what I'm saying, and I think that whatever happens next season, and I get why you guys wouldn't put him high because of the situation that he's in right now with Russell. Obviously, literally, he just tweeted about this today, or somebody did, so I get it, but I just I think that whoever comes in, automatically it's going to go to him. Lockett's not going to be there forever. Lockett's probably going to follow Russell Wilson around. Like, hey, can I catch some balls for you again? Where did I have him ranked? Eight. Eight? So right there. I mean, it was right behind Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one that didn't. I had him at eight, too. No, you had him at eight as well. Not too bad. We like him. We like him, but we don't love him. All right, can um, we talk about Debo because I feel like that's the most surprising, but like not really. Yeah, we can talk Debo, and I have him low, which is probably an oversight. I still just—you're never going to catch me trusting Kyle Shanahan ever again. I just—I will never do it. I think what what really had me put him higher this time because like I I put him over Jamar Chase. I I just. I think what Debo really has got me is these last couple of weeks, these last three weeks, I should say, because I actually looked at this. He's been playing the running back position. And that's why it scares me to have him ranked high. But I like it. But they're using him as a wide receiver running back. They're not even really throwing to him. It's like it's the plays are basically screen passes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a really weird way of doing them. And I honestly, I think it's innovative by Shanahan because it's been working. No one else is averaging 10 yards per carry on these kind of plays. So I just, I feel like if he's active, I just feel like he might. And with hasty being the only running back on the team, possibly like if he's active this week, like, do you see him in the running back role? I mean, it'd be really stupid with his groin injury, but I, I honestly, think that's why he got the groin injury. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he, they're not running him up the middle though. They're running him like sidelines, and stuff which is, and which is almost even worse because it takes longer for the play to develop doing that. And the defense is coming in hot. Like I mean, he literally got swallowed up in the backfield. That's how he got the injury. So yeah. I mean, and when he's playing wide receiver, I mean, if you want to get the man in space and let him go, I mean, we, he's shown that he's awesome at doing that, but yeah, when you're trying to run him on a sweep or something and the defense sniffs that out, I mean, he's a dead man walking at that point with the ball in his hands. But so. like, should Debo just be a running back? I mean, obviously bulk up a bit, but like be like a Alvin Kamara. He's Maybe built. A, I mean, he could be a young Cordell Patterson. Yeah, I was gonna say he's built more <laughs> like Patterson, dude. I, I don't know. I, I the whole running back thing's really thrown me off here the last few weeks. But okay, I'll just get my two problems with this. A, I've already been over. Don't trust Kyle Shanahan as far as I can throw him. B, Trey Lance. I'm not sure that Trey Lance is a good check down guy. Like that was his only knock at college was his short and intermediate throws. Uh, accuracy was very low. He could connect on the deep pass, but he could not always connect on the short pass. 
and which is what Debo thrives in. So, and maybe Kyle Shanahan's been taking an entire season to get Trey Lance up to speed on how to do this. I don't know, but I just again don't trust motherfucking Kyle Shanahan. Never will. Never will. That's fair. I mean, I get it. It's, it's he, a weird. He could, he's an amazing wide receiver this year. Next year, and this is maybe this is just IU haunting me from the grave, but it's just. He's going to be an amazing wide receiver this year, and then next year he might it's not even be, be on the team. It's be and it's Trent just like Sherfield. exactly, and it's just like that suit so frustrates me because he has talented players, Kyle Shanahan, but then he just like yeah, he gets a little wishy washy about him, and I, I just I'll never trust Kyle Shanahan. I'll probably draft Debo a lot next year, not thinking about it, and then when he doesn't use them, I'll come back on this podcast next year and say, "Damn you." Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> and that's just that's just where we are. That's fair. So, how do we feel about Cooper Cup at six? Like we're I, good with I that, actually right? Interesting. I think it, it's all right as long as uh, um, we have him at five, McVay's six, seven. There. Yeah, as long as McVay's there. Yeah, I feel like I don't have a problem with it. I honestly, I feel like as long as Stafford's there, he's a number one wide receiver for the year. Stafford too. Yeah, no, that, that's and that's two years, and then you got someone comes in and hopefully figures out how to use them the correct way. Cause they're not using him in that normal traditional slot role anymore. They're actually using him down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, really what, what hurt or not, what hurts me, but the thing on this list is if we knew what Devonta Adams feature was, everyone else would be moving down a little bit. In my opinion on that. I'd be okay with that. I don't disagree with you. And that's, that's why I put him lower. I would slide him in right behind. I need, need to know. Well, then again, I'm pretty sure I put Devontae Adams higher than everybody, but still, he'd probably be higher than uh, I have him now. But, all right, is there anybody else we wanted to throw in at the very tail end of this segment? Anybody that we didn't mention? Uh, Where would Calvin Warren be? Well, yeah. We got him at 10. We have a corner at 10. I know. Where would he be if we we had a quarterback? quarterback? I think that's why he's at 10. Yeah. Because he's great. And he yeah. just needs a quarterback. So yeah. I, I have to imagine that that's why we all put him in that because we have him at 10, 10, 12. So, so I'm I actually think, the lowest on him. In I this. think the wild card for me, this is Deontay Johnson, who I did Agreed. not rank. But if I he got gets him a at quarterback 13. next year, if he gets a quarterback next year, I could easily see him being a top 10 receiver. Claypool easily. is good. He's got a little, he's got a little DK Metcalf no, in him. I actually disagree. I he, have a lot uh, of hate on Claypool. Well, I mean, he's got Big Ben throwing him the ball, so it's a little tough this year to tell sure. who's who's who. Um, but Deontay has been able to arise above having a terrible quarterback, and I think we'll find out a lot about who De- Deontay Johnson is next season. Yeah. But okay. Ridley, Ridley yeah. hurts. Ridley does hurt. I wish Ridley I knew hurts. what was going on with him, but you know, until we have more information – it's tough to put him. I mean, we'd still have him in the top 15, but another one that I think we all had ranked actually. Yeah, we did. I had him at 11. Billy had him at nine and Joe had him at 13. It's Chris Godwin. I think we all know his talent. I'm just basing that off of he's going to go somewhere where he can eat. And I think he's going to get force fed the ball. Now, Allen Robinson tried this and it didn't work out for him. So I'm hoping Chris Godwin can pick he a better a place. team with, Mitchell Trubisky though, and that's why that's why he I'm did. worried about. But he that's did. why I'm worried about Devonte Adams because what if he picks? But his Robinson was good with 
Trubisky for a couple of years. He, I mean, he no, he is actually great, honestly worse. He was, th- this is the year that's been bad. Yes, this has been his worst season, and you would think either one of these quarterbacks were better, but so I don't know, maybe not. Uh, same same thing. Godwin and Devontae Adams are going to be cool to watch in the off season. I really hope the Eagles grab one of them. It would be great, but <sighs> who knows? Cool. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. Enough enough dynasty talk. We'll get into quarterbacks and tight ends at a different time. Um, but we just wanted to get those couple. We get out fired up for dynasty this late. Yeah, this late in the season, wanted to get those out there. Um, so, Josh, you want to give us a quick watch? Yeah, I'll give you a quick watch. I was going to say we can skip it because we've been running on, but I'll, I'll do a little thing. Um, so, quarterbacks. Uh, this is kind of for dynasty and just could be a good stash. Jake Fromm. Uh, might be starting for the Giants this week and never got a chance to start in Buffalo and he's owned in 0.5% of leagues. So I don't know. Fuck it. Put him in there. Uh, nope. Don't, don't put him in your lineup. I'm sorry. Pick him up for your last bench spot and just see what happens. Uh, Cam Newton. Don't do that. I mean, there's some, there's a ceiling there, but there's a floor too. And it's, the floor is as low as the ceiling is high. It's just, it's a big room. Like, let's just, you know, you never know. And then uh, Minshew could be a good sneaky pickup for the playoffs as well. Only owned in four percent of leagues. Um, it's it's the hurt show for now, but there's going to be there's going to be Minshew chance at the link next week. So Philly loves their backups, as I've said already. So uh, running backs, the Hilliard Foreman combo is pretty interesting. McNichols might be back to hurt Hilliard here, uh, but I expect the Titans to get Hilliard the ball here, um, and could be good as an emergency fill in. Um, the only problem is, is this is literally this week you get to start one of these guys and then you're done. Cause it's Pittsburgh, San Francisco for 15 and 16. Uh, they're at Jacksonville this week. So 40% each, if they're available, I'm down for the pickup and flex if you're in a, a spot. So, but my pickup of the week was Jamichael Hasty because of Elijah Mitchell's situation. But my pickup of the week right now is your boy, Kyleel Herbert. Because if this Montgomery triad of injuries is a thing, uh, you should go pick them up right now. Same with Hasty, really, because if Mitchell doesn't play, I mean, they both have decent matchups. Um, I just, I don't know, think about it. And then wide receiver, I'm late on both of these, but Osborne is actually still only owned in 16% of leagues. Um, I was shocked that I got him in all my leagues, but literally Thielen has been ruled out at this point. So he's the number two spot and he's done great in four games as the wide receiver three. So he's had four great games in that situation and cousin has to throw the ball all the time. So there's always that. And then gauge, uh, I think he was the number one waiver wire pickup, but I only saw him at like 35% this morning. So, or like this afternoon. So if you can still get him, I'm down for it. I'm not starting him just yet, but like if he continues on the pace he's at, he's had three good weeks in a row, two, two great weeks in a row. So, uh, and then Guyton, uh, everyone has COVID on uh, the Chargers right now. Keenan Allen might be back, but Mike Williams just got ruled out. And Guyton is owned 0.9% of leagues before this Mike Williams news. So think about it. And then tight ends, Tyler Conklin? <laughs> I I don't like it either, but with Thielen like out and now Williams, Conklin had a pretty decent week. Oh, sorry, my bad, wrong team. Uh, Thielen and Conklin... Uh, Thielen out. Conklin had a pretty decent week. Pittsburgh's tough against tight ends. I'm not. I'm not down for this, but think about it. Uh, and then Seals Jones. Logan Thomas is done for the year, and Seals Jones steps back in, presumably um, if he's healthy. And I sh- he should play because I think he was about ready last week, but 
he's only owned an eight percent of leagues. So think about it, look about it, and pick some people up. Stash him at the end of your bench. Maybe start him. Uh, I'm actually okay with starting most of these people, barring the right circumstances, and these people actually go out and stuff. So uh, not the quarterbacks. Don't start any of the quarterbacks. That's it. That's the watch. Thank you for joining us. Joe, give us some daily plays. Daily. Uh, All right. So my start of the week this week is Eckler. Josh already alluded to it, but – Mike Will and Keenan Allen both possibly missing this game with COVID. Um, Mike Williams was a close contact, um, so he doesn't necessarily have it. He hasn't tested positive yet. But Eckler versus the Giants, he's 8,300. He might get, uh, I don't know, 60 catches? 60 points. Yeah, Yeah, 60 points on there. So he's my star of the week. Um, At quarterback, I like Taysom Hill. If he does play, he gets the Jets this week. He is 5,600. Um, my quarterback star of the week is it's a tough one between Dak Prescott at 67 and Aaron Rodgers at 72. So Dak Prescott, he's playing Washington. Um, you know, I, I like Lamb to have a huge game in this one as well. He's got Cooper there. He's got Gallup. Um, he's got everyone at his disposal in this one. And Aaron Rodgers just owns us. He owns Chicago. So um, he gets him at home. I like Aaron Rodgers a lot in this one. Uh, my fourth quarterback is Taylor Heineke. He's 5,500, so a little bit more of a value in this one. He's scrappy, and he's going to have to throw it all over the yard against Dallas. So I like Heineke here. Um, running backs. This is the week to pay up for running back. I already talked about Eckler at 83. Um, I love Fournette at 7,400. Uh, he gets the bills this week. I think Belichick blew the doors open. Derrick Henry showed um, this, and Jonathan Taylor showed this. You can run the ball on the Buffalo Bills, and you can run the ball a lot on the Buffalo Bills. So I like Fournette on this one. Um, Kamara, he's $7,900, which is fairly cheap for Kamara, and he's going against the Jets. Uh, him and Taysom Hill kind of – they have a way of taking a little bit off each other's plates, but I think Kamara, especially if Hill's finger is injured, Kamara's going to get it going. Um, Josh Jacobs, 6,200. He had nine targets last week with, uh, Drake hurting his ankle. And now he gets Kansas city. Jalen Richard is on the COVID list. So it might just be the Josh Jacobs show completely. And I like him against Kansas city this week. Um, wide receivers. Uh, so wide receivers. I love Deontay Johnson at 7,100. He is an absolute target machine and he gets Minnesota who doesn't defend the pass that well. The lions kind of showed that one the other day. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is still super cheap, 6,500. He's playing the Rams, should be a high scoring game. And DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. Not that I need to tell you that. Uh, a little bit cheaper, guys. Um, Van Jefferson is going against Arizona, so you could do a uh, D Hop Van Jefferson stack, maybe pair him with Kyler. That'd be a pretty sweet start to a lineup right there. Um, going even cheaper, Jamison Crowder, no Corey Davis. Elijah Moore is injured. He's banged up. And he gets P.J. Williams from the Saints this week. I like Crowder a lot in this one, even though we have Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. Uh, K.J. Osborne's 4,100. He's going to fill in for Thielen. And I I brought it up. Jakeem Grant, 3,500 on DraftKings. Uh, Monty's banged up. If Monty doesn't go or if Herbert's in, I think he is officially taking the Cohen role, and he's going to get those short short dump-offs right there. So, he played 19% of snaps a week before and 50% last week, so I like Grant a lot. Um, at tight end, George Kittle. Uh, we saw with Debo down, he got all the targets. He gets Cincinnati this week, and he should get all the targets yet again. 
Uh, Ricky Seals Jones is my value guy at 3,600 against Dallas. Logan Thomas is out. Uh, he looks to be like he's going to play this week, so I like him a lot. And Dawson Knox against Tampa Bay for 5,000. Buffalo is going to have to score somehow. I think Knox at least gets a part of this. So just a quick rundown. Um, my lineup this week, we got Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, CeeDee Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Jakeem Grant, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jamison Crowder, and the Packers defense. That's going to be a sweet one. Book it. Nice. Sounds good. I mean, last week I had you come over to my house and you whipped me up a lineup real quick and won me some cash. So don't don't doubt Joe. This man is a wizard. Joe, I want the million-dollar lineup this week, man. Million-dollar lineup, it's right there. I just read it off. <laughs> oh, my apologies. I, yeah. I I wrote it down, so we're good. Just Listen back in an hour ten of this podcast, and you got it. You're at least going to double your money back. Let's be let's be honest. That's that's at least what we can guarantee you here. Uh, the offensive points lowers want us to say that we are uh, we're kidding, but we cannot guarantee you any money. Guarantee. Happiness is guaranteed. What we do they say? Past those... performance is not indicative of future results. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we need to get one of those like little voiceovers at the end. Yeah, we cannot potentially make, we might be able to get the money, but we <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jordan would kill us if we start guaranteeing things like that. Hey, but we did ship a jersey to Germany, Nico. Hopefully you got your package, my guy. I still don't think he's gotten it yet, but probably not. I feel like he'd mention it, but if you don't, either way, we don't care. Antonio Brown jersey has to be something that um, it's a relic at this point, right? I mean, he may never play football again. After it's exciting to receive that. He, he's such a relevant player every week. It feels like, feel like always, every time. he's yeah. always doing something new. Yeah. All right, Joe, get us out of here. All right, guys. Thanks, you. Thank, thanks you. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, we are going to move on to part two of this podcast. Stick around to listen to that. But you guys know where to find us. Go ahead and follow us at Offensive Points. Get on Sunday. We do a lot of live chat. Follow us individually. We're always, we have some good talks on, on Twitter there. So you know where to find us. Reach out. Do whatever you need to do. We will see you next week. Goodbye.